welcome to Her Dark Materials. I'm Faye. Hi. And I'm Rachel. Hello. This is usually a podcast where we're reading through and discussing Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials novels a chapter at a time, spoiler free. But in this very special episode, we've got an interview with Lorne Balfe. Oh my god. How? How has this happened? This is very exciting. <sighs> so exciting. Yeah, we got the chance to chat to Lorne and he is possibly the nicest man that's ever lived. Yes, he's exceptionally lovely, very humble, okay. <laughs> uh, just a really nice guy. And it's our first ever interview, so we were very overexcited and he was very good about it. <laughs> yeah, he was. And if you don't know who he is, he scored the music for the Historic Materials TV show, which is beautiful. If you've seen the TV series, you will know how beautiful it is. And from talking to Lorne, we could just hear how important it was to him and, and how much fun he had doing it. And yeah, it was a joy to speak to him. Definitely. He's also scored so much music from so many of the films and TV shows and video games that you may have watched or played. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's got an absolutely huge portfolio, including Mission Impossible, the Lego Batman movie, The Crown, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, and he won a Grammy for being a score producer on The Dark Knight. So this guy has an amazing portfolio and was still just a really lovely guy to chat to. And he agreed to talk to us, which is just out of this world to us like definitely we appreciate him also he scored a new film uh, bad boys for life so go and see that Uh, he didn't want to plug it but we we will will do it for for you (laughs) when rich and i found out that we had got the interview with lawn we just went absolutely bananas i think (laughs) i'll find the whatsapp exchange when I like I screenshot the email, sent it to Rach, and then there's just a WhatsApp exchange of us being like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Very much so. Very excited. Oh. I guess without further ado, you're not here to listen to us for this episode. That's true. Let's get into it. Yes. Here is the interview with Lorne Balfe. Yay. Enjoy. Enjoy. I guess first off, just hello. <laughs> Hi, Lon. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Hello is a good place to begin. <laughs> it it definitely is. Yeah. is, yeah. We are super excited. We um, put a call out on Twitter and Reddit and Instagram and lots of our listeners came back with some questions. So hopefully we've got some good ones for you. Like, hopefully not too personal. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Um, a lot of them asked us actually to thank you for your work on Historic Materials. Yeah, lots um, of no questions, just admiration and thanks. Yeah. Well, it's... it's it's a great, you know, the, the thing is, is that it's kind of, there's such a, a big legacy to do with these books. Mm-hmm. And the most amazing thing I think about how the show was made was that everybody, everybody that I've met that worked on it loved the books. You know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a job. It was more than a job. It was, yes, it was a dream job, but it was something that people believed in. Um, and and that's a rarity on productions, uh, and and this this is one of them. So it's just it's an honour to be part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it must have been such an amazing job. We wanted to ask you before we get into the HDM stuff. Can you tell us, just for maybe some listeners that aren't familiar, what the job of a composer consists of? The job of a composer. Well, the job of the composer is to help underscore the story and help help support the the dialogue and the actions. 
it's it's also I think to give another element to the storytelling when the when the character's theme comes on you're able to to remember that piece of music and and what that brings with it so you don't it can replace dialogue in one respect but the 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 role of the composer is to help with the storytelling by any means so if if you're wanting to help show that the characters are are, are upset then musically you're able to reinforce that emotion yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you definitely get that through the show. There's a lot of really beautiful moments that you've um, definitely enhanced significantly with the way the music sits within the whole piece. So how did you start writing for His Dark Materials? How did that come about? It came about, I didn't know that they were making the show. And then out of the blue, I think I was reading something online and saw that they were making it about two hours away from where I live. And... As soon as I read that, I I wanted to be part of it. So I phoned my agent. I said, "Do you know about this show?" And um, and I and they organised the meeting. And then that was it, really. I went and met with them. And as soon as I saw the footage, I I knew that it was just not, it was nothing like I had I had ever worked on, but also nothing like I'd ever seen on TV. To me, it's 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 eight it's eight feature films this season. Not not eight TV shows. So that that was the beginning of the journey, really. I guess because for us, this journey kind of started in November when the show started mm-hmm. airing. How long has this been a part of your life now then? How early does a composer tend to get involved in a project like this? Has it been your life for quite a few years now? It, well, no, it was, I think just over, it would have been just over a year. Just over a year. The show is so big. And there's so many dimensions. It's so deep uh, with layers that um, I want. The first thing I wanted to do was actually start making sure that we were all sure with the musical undertone and and the themes of all of the characters. Um, and that was that was the longest period of time because write, writing a piece of music that you're trying to tell uh, millions of people who have read the books, this is Lyra's theme, is quite it's quite opinionating because her musical soundtrack is different to everybody's. So I think I think it was the, the main thing was doing and that's what t- turned into that first album, the musical anthology of his dark materials. It really was making sure that we knew what the characters' themes were sounding like. And and, and also with it, I wanted to make sure that we, we knew, as well as the themes, I wanted to make sure that each character had their own instrument representing it. So with Roger, for example, Roger um, was based, uh, was a recorder and the boys' choir. And and on top of trying to choose the right instruments, it was also tr- choosing the right musicians. So with Mrs. Uh, with Mrs. Coltar, I always, I, I never really thought of a theme. I thought of a rhythm, and and based off that first time in the college when she walks through the the first time we see her, and she walks through and those doors open. You know, she's like a lioness, and she's just walking through the corridors. Um, and weirdly enough, I was thinking more rhythm based, and th- and then I thought of. Um, Chad Smith, who's the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad, um, who who I idolise as a as a failed drummer, he is probably one of the best in the world, um, and I wanted him to play. So 
on top of choosing the instruments, I wanted to try to choose the actual musicians. And the same with the story of the, the Egyptians. I wanted the, the violinist Lindsay Sterling because her background isn't, it isn't um, classical, but it isn't pop. She's an interesting hybrid. So, yes, that's how I, the journey kind of began by by making sure all the characters' themes were, were clearly set in stone. And also making sure everybody involved with production um, could he- could hear them and feel connected to them, and then and and then I started writing on the show. But but yes, I, I think the whole thing was roughly about a year and two months, a year and two or three months, which is a long a long time. Normally, you uh, normally composers, it's like three months. That is a long time, actually. Isn't yeah. It? Wow. <laughs> so with that, do you tend to? Do they send you the footage? So you're saying with uh, Marissa Coulter walking down the corridor and that put the rhythm in your head. Do you tend to get sent everything musicless and you just kind of pop it to it? Or do you have ideas already as the show is going on and then they kind of bring the footage to you? It's basically everything. You, you, <laughs> sometimes, you sometimes write before they film anything or sometimes you write when they, when they are actually um, filming. But with with that, that had already been filmed, and it was just when when watching it, there was no music on it, and that. But then again, that scene, I think I wrote, I wrote maybe ten or twelve different attempts at it, and never quite got it right because we didn't want to kind of turn her into the obvious, obvious pantomime villain. And some of the earlier experiments really did 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 do that and made it non not believable and and also i just wanted the right I, I wanted to write something that it doesn't matter what sex the character is there's always a tendency for some reason with music where if it's a feminine if it's a female character the music is more light or it's more feminine sounding for some reason which i i never quite understand because the thing is is that if you surely if the motive is you're you, some of the things that she does, it really doesn't matter what sex you are. They're horrid. I wanted her to kind of musically be as as strong um, and as powerful as 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 Darth Vader. <laughs> Brilliant, amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, with that, were there any particular characters that stood out to you as like, oh, I can't wait to write for this character because. I'm kind of assuming from the way you've been speaking so far that you have read the books already. Yes. So were there some that kind of stood out as like this character? I know. And then were there others that were really hard to pin down? Carter to me was 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 the hardest one, and like Roger, kind of I I think I I I feel was a more straightforward, and Will's was 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 very difficult because of the the concept of the present time and how do you connect that to the basically the same struggles as 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 they would have filming it it's it's exactly the same but Coulter to me was was the character that i i i loved the most and and her performance is amazing and her her demon is the best also i think you have two it's, massive uh, uh, Mrs. Coulter fans here, especially oh, um, good. <laughs> especially uh, Ruth Wilson's portrayal. We were blown away by her. I couldn't imagine anybody else doing it. No, it's like she she just really oozes uh, um, conflicting emotions. It's it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. She is great. Moving on a, a little bit from the character themes. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about how the main theme came about? Because we spoke a little bit about that on one of our TV show episodes and we absolutely fell in love with that music the first time that we heard it. Um, oh, good. Did you have well, any kind of brief or were you, did, were you given free reign? How did that theme come about? I'd love to say that it, it, there was a there was a lot of thought put into it, but ironically, it was one of those devil's devil advocates. It wasn't. It really wasn't meant to be the theme. There was two other ideas that were based on some of the pre-existing themes, but but twisted in a different way. And I had play. I was playing with trying to make the Egyptians theme as the main titles. And then by seeing the visuals, that's what changed everything. And I think maybe the I think maybe the day before, um, kind of when when I wanted to present the idea for the themes, the day before I, I was listening to everything and I thought we we need something that's not necessarily in the show. I wanted a theme that wasn't Lyra related, but it is it is a theme for Lyra's journey, and that's how I looked at what the main theme was really. Um, so I just thought. I'll just write a new idea just so that everybody can listen to it and just see, um, listen to something that's not part of our musical DNA and see how that works. And then when I played it, everybody gave it a thumbs up. So it, it, it worked off. And then, and, then, and then from then on, we had really finished all the episodes. But by, by then discovering that main theme, we went back into the episodes and started placing little Easter eggs and giving hints to that main theme throughout throughout the actual season. But no, it it was it it was it was never meant to be that theme. It was meant to be it was meant to be something else. But but I think that's that's what happens with with themes. It's it's never as planned. I remember asking John Lunn about um, how he wrote the theme to Downton Abbey. You know, Downton is one of the most memorable TV themes of all time. But it wasn't. But it wasn't his first attempt, or second, or third, or fourth. It was it was one of those eureka moments after a long time trying it. But yeah, I, we 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 really wanted to have a theme that wasn't character based or wasn't show based really, and and it was it was meant to be Lyra, like a, a part of Lyra's journey. Yeah, and I think it it really does lend itself to that. It's so beautiful. Apart theme. apart from some apart from some people think it's Scottish, which it, which unfortunately I am Scottish, so I can't <laughs> help right I can't help right right. Uh, Scottish themes, but no, it, it, it's and also the visuals are just stunning, and and again, there's so many Easter eggs when you watch it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, we had in in one of our TV show episodes, we were just like, oh, there's angels, there's Will, there's all these yeah. things. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it's the amount of effort creating just the opening titles. The, the amount of effort that goes into that is is the same as what goes into a whole episode it's 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 amazing how they do it so it's it's um, and also i lo- i love i uh, very rarely do you get such a long opening sequence yeah it is a few minutes long isn't and it and you get the full yeah. thing every episode which i really like because yeah. sometimes they do love to squish them down to make them shorter mm, they sure but, do yeah. and then, and then also what we wanted to do was also do a different version of version of the theme for the end credit so, so you hear a different arrangement, and then, and then the final episode, I did a totally different arrangement of the, the of the opening theme, but at the end. Can we expect to see it potentially change as the new seasons come about? Because I guess the 
the general tone of the books shifts as the books go forward. Do you, do you see yourself rewriting it for the other seasons or will it stay? I think the theme has to stay the same and the essence, but, but I think that the arrangement has to change because you're right. It's a different, it's a, it's, they're different people and it's a, di- and it, it is a different tone. So yes, the, the, the theme will stay the same, but at the moment I'm, I am experimenting. I'm experimenting. How about that? <laughs> we like that. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of the upcoming seasons, are there any characters that we know from the books who we're yet to meet on the show that you're particularly excited to write scenes for? No, I'm not. I'm not discussing this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we tried. <laughs> no, no, I, I, uh, that that would be uh, that would be cruel. Okay, we we appreciate that on our book. You didn't really. You didn't try that hard. Well, <laughs> that, that was... well, on our book episodes, we're spoiler free. Um, so oh, okay, we yeah. we appreciate keeping spoilers um away. But yeah, we had a little try. It's keeping fine. surprises surprising. <laughs> yeah, is exactly. important. <laughs> yeah, we we've had a look. Like we know from your Instagram and following you on there that you spend like a lot of time in the studio with the orchestra, like practicing recording. Um, yeah. How does it feel when you first get to see like a full orchestra play your music? Well, it's it's a luxury in life. You know, a lot of TV shows and films that are made now don't have budgets. And the realisticness of it is that a lot of it is computer generated. Um, so to to have musicians is 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 a rarity nowadays. And it's it never gets boring, but it it brings it alive. We were able to uh, record the BBC Welsh Symphony Orchestra in Cardiff, where they do a lot of the filming. And they're an amazing orchestra and amazing musicians. And it's something that just doesn't happen every day. And it's the same with the soloists, being able to 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 have the soloists perform and bring their own persona um, and attitude into the music is 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 a joy. But I think we, we, having the orchestra play the main theme when we did it the first time, I think all of a sudden it then made sense to me and the choir especially in the opening in the opening titles the choir section which is a bulgarian choir you know hearing them sing the latin of the text that we had written to do to do with the show it just it made it real all of a sudden and 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 also it'd been a long journey it'd been like a year waiting to have real musicians perform it so so it's it's always just a true, yeah. It's a joy to be able to to have this ability to to have musicians bring the music alive. Do you have a personal bucket list of musicians that you'd like to write for and to work with? Yes, and basically it was the. I think the. I think we filled the bucket on the show. Tina Gaio, Tina played the the cello on Wonder Woman, the soundtrack to Wonder Woman. Tina played on it. Peter Gregson, who's an amazing cellist and composer, Peter. Peter played on this. Chad Smith. Chad played on it. Sarah Willis from the Berlin Philharmonic played. You know, they're the best musicians in the world. And it's the same with, with you know, we recorded, we, it, it was, we recorded in Los Angeles. We recorded in Cuba. We recorded in Vienna. We recorded in Wales. So, so it was, it was a, a mammoth, a mammoth task, but, but, being able to, yes, I wanted to cast the musicians the same way as the show was cast. And that's the same with season two. It's looking at, oh, who can bring, who can bring a new sound or, or, or a different attitude? 
Stepping slightly away from his star materials, we know that you score for film, TV, games, etc. Do mm. you have a preference between writing for those different types of media and is the approach different to scoring them? None at all. It's all the same. It's the same even if you're, if you're doing a commercial and it's 30 seconds long. One might think that it's that it's less work, but it's far from it. And a film is what two hours long, maybe. But a t but a TV shows it can be eight or ten episodes long, uh, and that could be fifty minutes of music per episode. It, it, it's it's the same end result and same process, but and same challenges. Um, what I love about what I love about TV is I love the bonding that you get through the audience and, and, and the concept of podcasts and the way that with a film, it's, it's immediate and you, you're then able to walk away from it and discuss it, but then had that experience. But with TV, I think, I think when the show got shown every week, people discussed it throughout the week. It was, it was great. And, and then you're able to wait uh, you got excited waiting for the next episode to happen. And we would watch it as a family, which was great. So um, they've all got merits and they've all got challenges. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot more opportunity for building a community around a TV show with that interactive nature that we have of the media at the moment. It's really lovely to be able to connect with people on a weekly basis. Yeah, and and I think the way what's interesting, things like podcasts, is, that is the fact that Yes, there is a bigger sense of community because now now people are able to kind of to to analyze it in greater detail and feel part of a clan, which really is it, I think it's what the books are all about. The fact is is that to me there's books like Harry Potter and Dark Materials and and we're we're now part of that world. I think it's really special, isn't it? I think for us as well like d- doing a podcast on it, it's been such a whirlwind and we've got the chance to to meet and speak to a lot of people who are like-minded who love the books love now that's a tv show and i think yes for rach and i like getting to watch it every week at the same time it kind of like harks back to when we were younger because obviously a lot of the time now everything's on a streaming service you can what you can binge watch it in a couple of hours yes. but like having that Eight o'clock on a Sunday every week was really special, yeah. I think. Definitely. How did you come to first read the books? I always love to find out about people's first read-through. It often, I love that when you open a book, it kind of transports you back to where you were in your life the first time you read it. So I'd love to kind of hear about your experience with the books. Well, I, I think I've had, I've, had, I've had three experiences with the books because I think that, firstly, I'm dyslexic. So anything I read takes more effort. But I was late to the game. I only discovered the books maybe five, six years ago. But for some reason, they would they would keep reappearing. And but the main um, reason I kind of went back to I, I oh, no, this years wrong. I think when they made the Golden Compass, the Golden Compass, the movie, mm-hmm. I think I went for the second time back to reading them again, and then was then kind of then realizing I'd forgotten how non-loyal the Golden Compass was. Yes, <laughs> that film anyway, is an interesting point of discussion for most fans, I think. <laughs> yes, and, and and maybe best not to discuss it. But um, <laughs> but that was the, that was the second time for some reason I kind of I, I got back into it, and then I, again I left, 
and then and then the third time was probably after I had done this the, the show. I started reading them again, and I enjoyed them more now because I I feel that the interpretation of the show is so loyal to it, and and now it's created a different dimension visually in my head to uh, to it, and and I think that's why also I wanted to make. There's two albums we did. We did the, the first album, the musical anthology, and then the second album, which was the cues from the the actual show. But that first one, I really wanted that to be a companion to the books as well as the show. But it, it really was what I had felt when reading the books in my head. I'm always trying to think of characters' themes and 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 what is in there. What is in that character's head as their own soundtrack? So that first album was was to me at least meant to be an accompaniment to the books, and also when people are reading it, I I I love I love music when when reading, so it, they were meant to be connected. I can confirm it's very good to listen to the album while reading. As a I tend to pop it on while I'm making the notes for the podcast episode. Oh, good. I'll have good, it on in the good, background good. to block out the world so I can concentrate and I'll yes. be reading the book and making my notes. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> good, 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 good. That's good to hear. And one of the questions that um, one of our listeners sent in was, who would you want to work with next if you could choose anyone in the world to work with? Or any franchise to work on, yeah. any, yeah, a dream project? Uh, oof, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm very privileged and, and don't want to make it sound overconfident or cocky. But I'm, I'm very happy with the fact I'm doing it at the moment. The fact that I'm able to, to do something like Dark Materials is, is, is a joy. And I think films like um, Bad Boys... Um, that just came out. I'm not plugging it, but semi- <laughs> definitely se- plug away. Plug away. Se- semi plugging it. Th- that was, you know, I think that came out when I was 18 or 19, and it was it was just um, films that Michael Bay made are the reasons why um, I got into movies and wanted the, to do what I do now. Those movies that he made are, are exactly what I wanted to a watch and b actually do and. Thankfully, I'm, I'm now able to, to work with Michael Bay. I did Six Underground, which was a movie that came out last year with him. So, yeah, so I, I, can't, I, I, never, I, I can't say that there's other things that I'm actively thinking, oh, I wish I, wish I could do that because I've been very lucky. It's like with Mission Impossible. I, I was a massive Mission Impossible fan and being brought on for Fallout was just a, a, dream, a dream come true. And I didn't expect it. Um, but but I had obviously I knew in my head I'd been figuring out how to do that famous Mission Impossible theme for probably twenty years. So um, no, I, there's nothing that I can I, I I probably I probably need to think about it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm very content with everything I'm doing doing at the moment. And 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 also next week I start season two for Dark Materials. So that's the next challenge. Oh, that's exciting. It is. <laughs> We'll ref- we'll refrain from uh, asking for any more detail about save, this. Save your breath. Save your breath. <laughs> we had another question, which I think is quite an interesting one. This one was from somebody on Reddit, and in the his dark material score, is there any unconventional instrumentation in there that only a keen listener would notice? Say that question again. <laughs> Did you use any unconventional or surprising or interesting instruments? 
in the school yeah that kind of only a keen listener might be able to pick out I know you mentioned Roger's recorder earlier yeah um I I suppose unconventional um no (laughs) I think I I, I, you know it's a tricky thing because I think sometimes you can you can be too clever and you don't necessarily need need to. I I I think originally uh, with some of the, I think one of the characters, I, I the Egyptians. I think I'd I'd started experimenting with wine glasses, but I then found out that was used in the Golden Compass. So I ah. put that I, that I got put put in the bin and uh, and forgotten about. I knew that um, I wanted to um, yeah try try to make sure that. Each character had their designated instrumentalist, and yes, I suppose they are conventional instruments. But I, but I think that the whole score is a, is a mixture of, of electronics and and organicness. So we actually um, on the podcast we have a section where we discuss what we think our demons would have been in the week before. Do you know what your demon is, or what you would like your demon to be? Probably a worm. um no i think i think uh i I want colter's monkey um but but i think everybody's gonna have that and it's gonna be uh um be short changed but my d my my demon from the actual show or 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 it could be any it could be any actual um it could be um, any animal that you think you would want to be your demon or you could pick one from the show as well you could do both yeah i've got to i've got to take i've got to take her monkey Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Even though he's a little bit evil. Uh, that's that's fine with me. That's fine with me. <laughs> Just don't get any small pets. Yeah. No, thankfully we don't have any, so it's fine. <laughs> Good. Good. One of our people that just popped in to say thank you to you also said that they'd never really considered listening to instrumental music or orchestral music before, except for in through enjoying the music of his dark materials and then starting to listen to more film scores because of that are there any uh contemporary composers or film score writers that you would recommend to people to listen to if they've really enjoyed your work i think yes there's there's plenty i think you know the the reason i got in why i fell in love with writing music um to film was um hans zimmer and Hans wrote. I, 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 it's difficult to think what he hasn't written, but everything from um, Pirates of the Caribbean to Gladiator, Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar, Hannibal. Oh gosh, Interstellar. All these films, and I think that his music is, is stands stands alone without the visuals. And I think that that's what makes it very, very exciting. But but yes, there's just so many, and I think it depends on the moods. Another composer I love is Rupert Gregson Williams, who I who actually I, I worked with um, on a show called The Crown. And do you think who else? John Powell, uh, who did Happy Feet. There's just so many. I'm gonna <laughs> I'll I'll get I'll lose my breath li- uh, listing them all. But but I think I think this is the interesting thing. You know, it, it's like game music. There's an audience that would never listen to this type of music, but because they're interacting with the game, they're they're now discovering it. And I think film and TV music is the same. People, it's the new opera. It's getting people's attention uh, the same way as opera used to twenty, you know, two hundred years ago. There's there's many composers out there. 
Speaking of, do you think that we will see the opportunity in the next few years to actually be able to see the His Dark Materials music played by a live orchestra? Yes, it's literally being organised at the moment. Oh, brilliant. Oh, God, that is so <laughs> exciting. Yep, it's being planned and and the concept. Yes, it, it's all underway, which is very exciting because I think it's it, yeah. I, well, I'm not going to say too much, <laughs> uh, but 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 yes, it's all, it's all it's all underway. I'm, I'll I'll make sure you get you two get priority seats. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. you. We would love we'll that. Keep our eyes keenly peeled. Yes, we for shall. more information. Yes. We'd love for you to kind of tell us if you do have anything to plug. Mm-hmm. Um, we will obviously be going to watch Bad Boys. Yes, <laughs> yes of course. Um, and yeah, if there's anything you'd like to kind of tell the world about, give us your Twitter handle so we can encourage people to follow you on Twitter. That would be great. My tw- I don't know what my Twitter handle I, It's just I, Lawn Balf at Twitter, I think. I, I don't know, actually. I'm sure, there's no, thankfully, there are no other Lawn Balfs in the world. So yeah. I'm blessed with social media that there is only one. But yes, no, there's that. No, I, I won't do any shameless plugging um, <laughs> I, I think I did it I did enough of it even though and also you don't need to plug a, a, a number one movie for the last three weeks so <laughs> <That's funny. it's, laughs> uh, actually we do because we need to make it a fourth week yes okay that's a great yeah. plug everybody yeah. go and see we'll buy our tickets now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it we know how busy you are that's a pleasure no 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 my pleasure it's just a great it's a great community to be part of and uh, I I hope everybody gets uh, into season two as much as we all enjoyed season one we hope you enjoy scoring season two as much as you enjoy scoring season one (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure I will I know I will and also thank you for doing the podcast you know I I think that this sense of community it's great because it it makes people feel that they belong to something which is something that I just think is is very important with with these this type of show and the audience and the fans so it's great we love doing it so it's been great for us to do it yeah we've met a lot of lovely people and had a lot of lovely conversations about something that we love and yeah i don't think you can ask for anything better than that really no absolutely well check for a million pounds is nice but (laughs) apart from that that, it's good (laughs) thank you so much thank you bye thank you bye bye guys bye 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 Oh my god, how good was that? Such a nice man. Ah, thank you so much, Lorne. Thank, thank you so you, much. Lorne, thank you so much. And thank you so much to you for listening to this special episode of Her Dark Materials. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HDMPod. And you can email us at herdarkmaterialspod at gmail.com. And if you want to support us, you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash HDMPod. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. And also, I think if you're listening on Stitcher, you can also rate and review us on there. So please do. Brilliant. I'm Faye, and when I'm not talking about Lyra and Pan, I'm probably writing. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Faye which is F-A-Y-E-L-E triple Y. And if you want to read some of my blog posts, I'm on Medium at Faye.Ducker. I'm Rachel, and when I'm not here chatting to you lovely folks about demons and dust and freaking out interviewing Lorne, I'm making designer toys, art and illustrations. You can find me over on Instagram at rachmakes, on Twitter at rach underscore makes, and over on my online shop, rachmakes.co.uk. A huge thank you to Johnny Knott for his musical stylings and for helping us navigate the scary tech stuff. 
And don't forget, keep telling stories and all will be well. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.